and the camera a go. Alright, well, we'll see. My voice should be able to hold out for at least 20 minutes or so. I saw Mal. What was it like? Bought some metals and other trinkets. Why do you even need this stuff? Isn't Taobao cheaper? Annual visit to Tianmen Square, plus a stop at the first KFC in Beijing. Tianmen for those little dough pancakes and a pound of white rabbit, little white rabbit candies. Workouts in. Class canceled because of my sore throat. Folks, it is Monday, February 26th, 2024. I'm Steven Sersky, Canadian expat here in uh, Beijing, China. And of all things, uh, I'm sick again. Uh, my throat it has been bugging me since about Saturday. It uh, got, I felt it on Friday coming in, but it wasn't bad. Uh, but then uh, Saturday, it was sort of getting worse. And then Sunday morning, I woke up, could. And I knew I was very froggy, very croaked, croaked throat and everything. And today, likewise, as well. It's been on and off. I I managed to get through the day of work, but then at the uh, I had a class scheduled for 8.30 uh, in the evening. And I told my uh, uh, my teacher, yeah, bolieu, bolieu, yeah, bolieu, uh, I'm sick. And she's like, well, we can reschedule. <laughs> First minute into class, she just kind of like, yeah, no, don't worry about it. It's fine because she's in... Turkey, so she is what six hours behind. So it's just mid-afternoon for her, I'm guessing. So uh, if she had other things to do, she could get some other things done. Uh, she was pretty good with it. She still looked at the homework and everything, and assigned me more. Our next class is scheduled for tomorrow night, so hopefully um, I'm better by then, so I can because this is one of the packages that is expiring, and I have no idea how this is going to work if it expires and I still have classes to do sort of thing like that are scheduled but uh are um you know not completed just yet overall uh it's yeah but with she's been pretty good i've been with her for a while so hopefully something can be worked out uh now all that being said uh going forward will i continue with the same uh teacher i I'm probably I'll, I'll sign a few for a few more but i might also try to find someone else as well as trying to do my own language content sprints, which I've talked about with the uh, Hacking Chinese uh, as well. The good thing about having class scheduled and then eventually canceled anyway, uh, is that although it was canceled and I mean, it saved my voice, uh, I was still able to spend half an hour with the homework that she gave me, uh, which is the grammar stuff that I told her. I'm like, I just need to work on grammar. I need to work on a lot of these declensions and conjugations. Let's just do that for lots of times. So th that would be, Perfect, because I'm not doing it on my own. I told her, actually, I didn't tell her this. This is what I told you guys, and I should communicate to my teacher. I am not spending the time doing the grammar that I should. With this Russian language, I find that I'm more able to read or do other writing in Russian or listening to Russian, but doing the groundwork, like all the grammar stuff, it's not as... it's. I'm not doing it. And I wonder if that's because for Chinese, I spend so much time laying the groundwork, looking at the characters, studying the grammar, that this is somehow a just a flip. I'm not sure. To tell you the truth, it's been such a long time that I've studied any other language other than Mandarin or Russian or even Ukrainian that I have kind of forgotten how to start learning a language, to tell you the truth. It's just, it's bizarre. Um, I, I almost have 
it's not no sympathy. It's very little understanding of what it's like to start another language again, because I haven't done it in so long. I'm there, I haven't even chosen a new one other than Hindi. But that was one class last year. Last year that was just a one-off, so it wasn't. Uh, that wasn't meant to be any anything and any large commitment there. Anyway, class was scheduled as a result of my sore throat. But <coughs> excuse me. So, how was the weekend, and what was the big ticket item that I had to do? Well, it was seeing Mao. That's right. I went to go see. Mao, as he is laying, so they say, in the Mozilla, Chairman Mao's Memorial is what the, it's officially called, which is situated at the uh, south of um, Tiananmen Square. It was completed just after, sometime in 1980, I think, or 1979. It was shortly after he, he passed away that it uh, it was completed. But um, they, he's been lying there since then. And yeah, he's still there. Uh, some people say it's not the real body. Um, and this is Chinese people who are saying it. I, I, regardless, it doesn't really matter. I mean, if you had someone lying in state like that, does it make sense to have? I can understand the argument for having a body double to tell you the truth, uh, and then having sort of a token representation. But uh, being, let's go with the fact. Let's go with the idea that he what that he is there. He's very orange, and why is he very orange? Is because. They have an, an orange light shining straight down on his face, illuminating his face. I don't know why they picked orange, uh, it's, but it's very, very bright. So what's it like? What's it like to go see Chairman Mao as he lays right now at the south, the southern tip of Tiananmen Square? First of all, getting a ticket, very difficult during uh, Chunjie, during Spring Festival. If there's a lot of uh, travelers in Beijing, like Chinese travelers, Good luck getting a ticket. Uh, so if you want to go see Chairman Mao, it might be easier to get a ticket during the week and during the off season. So we're talking like March, uh, and anytime after major festival, when like maybe a week or two weeks after a major festival or anything like that, in the middle of the week, book it, try to get a ticket then. You should be able to get one. I don't know. Either way, there were, although it's hard to get a ticket, it was packed. It was phenomenal that there were that many people going there. And it's not like you get to stay very long. They actually push you along quite um, sort of uh, continuously. They, they, there's no stopping. And there's definitely no photographs. You're not allowed to take any photos. Once you step into the mausoleum, actually, sorry, so I'll go th- step by step here. <clears throat> First of all, you try to get into Tiananmen Square. There's an ID check. So you get out of the subway. You find the entrance to the entrance to the entrance. So that's where the first check is, is to the actual, like, the location of Tiananmen Square. One ID check. That's by the China Rail, old China Railway Station. Then you cross the street or you go under the, thing, uh, under the, the walkway. Uh, and then uh, you head into another ID check. You walk around a very long uh, gate. You go through another ID check, then another ID check, and finally, <laughs> you are walking towards Tiananmen Square, but you're not there just yet. You go through a bag search, and that's where they uh, check for like liquids and stuff like that. So finally, you're through there. You can go into Tiananmen Square, um, or sorry, you can get to the traffic light that you can then cross the road to get into Tiananmen Square. 
from once you step foot onto Tiananmen Square, like basically you're going to be standing right beside the mausoleum. You go behind another very long gate. You follow a crowd of people. And this thing closes at 12. It's only open from, is it 8 or 9 a.m. until 12 noon? And then it's shuttered again. So you follow the extraordinarily long line of people. They check your ID to get in. As you're going through, they check your appointment. Of course, oh, by the way, you have to check your appointment all the way too. So every time they check your ID, you're checking your uh, appointment as well. Your Yu Hui, your Yu Yue as well. So your, your appointment uh, that you've already booked online and have a QR code. They check. And then for me, they pulled me aside uh, towards one of the final uh, ID checks. And they're like, well, do, you have an, uh, do you have an appointment? I'm like, yeah, I'm with her, my girlfriend, of course. And so like, okay, go ahead. That one done. So now we're walking in front of the mausoleum. So this is behind the two very large statues that look into, look out into uh, Tiananmen Square. It's like the so this is behind the Monument to the Heroes. We're in front of the mausoleum and behind the Monument to the Heroes, including the two, I think, are those the statues of the uh, the people who are fighting the good fight, the struggle? I can't remember if that's on the mausoleum complex or just outside of it. Anyway, behind the uh, uh, Monument to the Heroes, in front of the mausoleum. Keep on walking. Then we turn left, or we zigzag some more. We... Uh, we're heading towards the mausoleum, and guess what happens? Another bag check. So they empty, we empty our pockets and everything. You're not, sorry, it's not even a bag check. You're not allowed bags anywhere. You're not allowed. There's a whole list of restrictions: no liquids, um, no like, no lighters, no power banks, uh, no bags, uh, nothing sharp, nothing. It, uh, and of course, no cameras or anything like that. So. You, you can take your phone with you in there, but you can't take it out. So you go through that, and uh, you buzz through. Finally, you're in front of the mausoleum, and you turn left, following another zigzag sort of uh, series of gates. I'm calling them gates, but they're like little barriers, I guess you could call them. And from there, like it's just one steady stream. Like So you're just kind of moved along by the crowd, not so much the guards. You're, you just kind of keep on going with the people. That's where you buy the flowers. And these uh, little, are they peonies? I'm not sure. Uh, yellow flower. There seemed to be bunches of them. Lots of people were buying them. They were three kwai per uh, flower. We got two of them, of course. And <laughs> the joke was that uh, they you, you put it down in front of Mao. And then once there's too many, they take them back and they go sell them again. I could see them doing that again. Because my question was, where are they getting these flowers from? Like, what it's the middle of February. What, what, um, is there? I, well, I guess there's a greenhouse or something that they would just have the, the Chairman Mao Memorial, uh, greenhouse that grows flowers specifically for this. And I guess if they have all the appointment numbers and everything, then they'd be able to guesstimate how many flowers that they need each and every day. So we bought some flowers. Again, we're moving along. We're still taking pictures from the outside and everything. Nice and sunny, blue skies, <clears throat> not too much pollution any more than usual uh, in Beijing. And finally, once we hit right in front of the mausoleum, they're like, cameras away, no more cell phones. All right. And it wasn't like they sort of enforced it, like we're growly and snarky and everything. They just said, no more, like, put it away. And 
No one had their cameras out. It wasn't even like anyone was trying to sneak a peek or anything like that. No one had. The one woman, uh, I guess, I don't know what she did, but she had her cell phone out on the inside of the building and she had been stopped by the security guard and they were going through. She was going through the photos, I guess. So I guess they were trying to get her to delete whatever it was. So you go into the mausoleum. Uh, the, the mausoleum. That's where uh, the first thing you basically see is the top of Mao's statue. So you walk in and that's where you put the yellow flowers. The yellow flowers are in front of a seated statue of Mao with his legs crossed. It's a famous pose. If you if you find any uh, statues, they sell, they sell them on Taobao, by the way. Not this one, but they uh, sell replicas of this. That he's, There's one where he's sitting cross-legged uh, and he's sort of leaning back a little bit. That's the one that is... Uh, so the, the first one that you see, a bunch of flowers in front of it, greenery and everything, very quiet, like a funeral chapel almost. Cameras in the sky, guards all around, and you follow the, uh, uh, so from there, you can go left or right. Both go to the same place. <laughs> You're going one way, basically. Both go to the same place. So you go around, and you uh, duck around back of this, the back of the statue into a separate room. And then that's where it gets like really dark. And they're like, yeah, there's no cameras, nothing. And then finally you turn right into the, the, the mausoleum proper. And there he is. He's still lying there, glass enclosure. There's two of those, um, uh, I'd call them royal guards, but they're not like the, uh, the, the military guards that are standing there at attention. Um, and there's a bunch of plainclothes police officers, officers as well, and guys in uh, black jackets and stuff like that. Uh, you can tell that they're sort of officers because they have talk, walkie-talkies and stuff like that. And <clears throat> so they ha he has flowers and everything arranged in front of him. And from there, I mean, you just you still you're going left or right. There's 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 no stopping. There's no again no pictures or anything. No real talking at all. Nothing. Hushed voices. And here they're kind of just. They're sort of gently or encouraging you to move along sort of thing. Like, you're not going to spend too long. You can walk slowly, but there's no stopping. It's, it doesn't seem like that anyway. And so there he was. We saw him. He's in a green uh, military uniform, uh, I think. Uh, is it green military or is it his... Uh, oh, goodness, I forget already. Uh, I thought it was green military. It must have been. Uh, but uh, there's... Is a, there's a sheet that covers up half his body, not the Chinese flag. I don't think it was a Chinese flag. And so his feet are at the bottom end of the glass enclosure. And then you see sort of the top half of his body with the, uh, with his, I, I'm guessing it's the green military uniform and then his face. And you're going, wow, that's Mal. <laughs> wow. There he is. That's the guy. Orange light shining on him. And again, it's a bright orange light. And I'm not kidding when I'm saying he was orange because they had a very bright orange light on this guy. Not not like, uh, it's not neon orange. It's, if you've seen, oh, what kind of orange? It's like an, well, just a typical, if you looked at an orange, that'd be very similar. Not too bright. Uh, like it's not neon or anything, uh, but it's not like a dark orange either. So yeah, it's just kind of, Interesting to see that they had a light focused on him so strongly. Uh, but I guess it was a dark room as well, so very dark. Uh, not well illuminated enough. Again, it was like a uh, funeral parlor, basically. And so you keep on going out. 
And finally, you exit into the sunlight once again. And what are there? Souvenir stands. <laughs> so we bought some. I bought some coins that they said were bronze, but who knows what they are. I bought some metals as well. We did look on Taobao. One second, I'm going to take a sip of water here. Oh, pardon me. We did look on Taobao to see if they would be they, they would be cheaper. They were like very, very little cheaper. I'm just like, I'll just get them here. That way I can have them and not have to think about them anyway. So, but yeah, so there you go. I've seen Mal. And then thinking of this, actually after this, we went to, um, what was it? The People's Hall. And that was open for uh, for looking around. That cost 30 RMB. I'll talk about that another day because that, that's, a again, another large little digression of uh, what we did and sort of what was on offer as well. We did walk around, <clears throat> excuse me, we did walk around Tiananmen Square a little bit because, I mean, now that we are out of Mao's place, we, we've gone to Tiananmen Square just about every year that we've, that we've been Beijing, basically. And again, it's just a big open square. If you've never been there before, I mean, it's one of these things where you're kind of like, well, you should go see it because it's such a historical place. <clears throat> but at the same time, you're like, it is literally just a big, open, concrete square. Well, I mean, and as a result, it's a little bit windy. Thankfully, it was warm. Like, it was warm-ish. Uh, I think I kind of got a little bit of a sunburn, to tell you the truth. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, interesting to walk around um, Tim and Square because they, uh, it is just such an open place. And you're going, wow, this... Like, that's all it is. It's just an open concrete area in the middle of uh, Beijing. An area to gather in a place that they don't like you gathering too much. <clears throat> so overall, it was kind of interesting. Oh, I got to take some more water here. My voice is going, so I'm going to have to truncate this uh, uh, episode a little bit today. Pardon me. <clears throat> overall, it was pretty interesting to see him. It's the first time I've ever seen him. Uh, ever seen him? Um, not everyone gets to see Mao lying in state, and I kind of wondered actually if um, the, the thought that sort of crossed my mind was if you got into power, or if you were in power in China or anywhere, not even just China, and there was like sort of a, a revered person, could you clear the room or go there anytime you like and just sit? And what would it be like to sit with the body <coughs> of someone who changed your country? Like, do American presidents get to do this? The Canadian prime ministers? Do do royalty get to do this in, in Britain? Is it? Does anyone do that? Do they ever go sit amongst the former rulers and go and just, I don't know, get a vibe? And then I know it's sort of odd to say get a vibe from dead people, but... You are in the presence of bodies and people who ruled, who were alive, who had such effects on people around the world. And they still do today. Like, what's it like to be able to visit them whenever you sort of want? So that was sort of what was going through my, my mind in, uh, when I was visiting Mel. I'm glad we did it. It was pretty good. It was a good experience. Um, very short. But uh, what else can you do? <coughs> excuse me yeah i'm gonna have to cut this one short because uh my voice is not gonna hold up for uh very much longer mm. i didn't think it was gonna get this bad to tell you the truth but uh overall uh good to see it if you get a chance again uh go in the off season and uh 
make sure you go in the middle of the week. You'll, you'll probably have to get someone who's Chinese to, to book the tickets for you. I actually don't even know the website to get the tickets. I will find that and put it on the show notes for today. Um, and then that way you can check it out to see uh, if you're able to uh, book your own tickets. Passports are fine. Uh, no issue. There was no issue since I was a, a foreigner or anything. So it was pretty, pretty calm, cool and collected and everything. All right, folks, I'm going to leave it there. My voice, my voice is going. I've got a few other things to talk about, which I'll pick up hopefully either tomorrow or on the next day. That way you don't have to deal with my uh, grovelly voice uh, getting all up in your eardrums today. Show notes and tracks up on my website, stephenserski.com. Thanks for listening. We'll do this again. Have a good one. Bye-bye.